everyone. Welcome to the Naturally Lit Podcast. I am Amani McLaurin. And with me today, I have Kristen, the amazing Kristen. Um, Kristen, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's pretty chilly over here in New Jersey for whatever reason, but I'm cold, but good. <laughs> you know, you're you're on the, the East Coast. I, I kind of expect for it to to be cold, even when it's summertime. So, you know, I don't, does it ever get warm <laughs> out in New Jersey? Well, well, here in New Jersey, the weather is just constantly up and down. It's, it's like 50 degrees, but then two days ago it was like 80 degrees. So it, it, New Jersey doesn't know how to make up its mind in general. <laughs> oh, it sounds like Texas. <laughs> sounds like right? Texas. Um, but Kristen, I have to tell you, I bought some beer I think it was beginning of this week and I thought of you and I was like oh this is this is dedicated to Kristen right because you know I try to bring diversity (laughs) of craft beer to like you know the black community or just people of color just just in general because I'm always the only black girl in breweries with my husband all the time but it makes me so happy when I see on Instagram um craft beer um people especially like black women who Mm -hmm. have their hair natural (laughs) and drinking good beer instead of like not so good beer (laughs) right so not only is she natural but she drinks good beer what (laughs) double whammy (laughs) so yeah wine too and And wine wine. (laughs) we can't forget about the wine Kristen if you were here in person I would have had wine for us Oh, yeah, I would have so had a glass of wine Glasses. right now because I did think about it, did think about it, but <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to fall asleep on this podcast because, you know, <laughs> being a mom already <laughs> and working. Right. <laughs> and and that's what we're here yeah. to talk about is, Kristen, your experience as a as a mother, as a natural mother, um, and then also starting that journey of teaching your daughter how to take care of her hair her natural hair. So Kristen, you know, first just give us a little bit about yourself. We are already know that you are a fan of great craft beer, um, great wine, but who else, who, who is Kristen, you know, minus the beer and wine? Who am I? Well, I am, (laughs) I am from Jersey. I've been in Jersey, central Jersey um, for I guess over 20 years since 1997 and I am 31 years old. I am married and have one daughter who is 14 months old and um, I'm a working mom as well. So just trying to adjust that balance has been a very challenging journey along with taking care of my hair and um, just taking care of just other needs around. I work as a behavior specialist consultant for individuals who are on the autism spectrum. So Mm -hmm. I consult with like kids between ages two years old to 14 years old right now. So I work with like parents, schools, teachers, preschool teachers, caregivers, etc. So I'm always on the run, always like, it's not like I'm in one location. I'm from house to house, school to school. So I'm constantly like driving around in like circles, basically. Right. 
when going will I send to something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, and like um yeah, so that's like the gist of me, I guess. I mean my I mean I'm since becoming a mom, I have been trying to redevelop my hobbies because I have noticed since becoming a mom that we tend to like not do self care mm-hmm. as much, and because all of our focus is like on the baby, on the baby, on the baby, and then you kind of put your own needs last. So I figured I was like, oh, I need to revamp my natural hair page. I need to, you know do something that does not involve work or my husband or <laughs> uh, my child. It can involve all those things, but like kind of like trying to make it like a hobby and like connecting with other people. So, I mean, I always had this natural hair page, but mm-hmm. I didn't post as much, but now I'm starting to post a lot more and, um, you know, connecting with people who are natural hair moms, connecting with, like, people who enjoy craft beer or wine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been connecting with a whole lot of people, and it's definitely has, like, reinforced my happiness and, Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot to, like, just be, like, you know, just to do something that is outside of my job because sometimes my job can, um, consume me and, um, um, at times can, depending on if things aren't going right, can kind of put like a damper on your mood a little bit. So, right. so, so what's so, the, uh, oh, sorry to cut you off, but you know, we're speaking on your, your natural hair page. What is your, um, I don't even know what we refer to your username, your at, what, what is your, your name on, um, your natural hair page so people know how to follow you? Uh, my natural hair page is on Instagram. It's, called K natural curls mm-hmm. it's and um i don't have like a facebook page for that account i have like a personal facebook page but instagram right now i'm just on enough. instagram everyone's on yeah. instagram instagram is the central location it's like the uh the 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 dog paddle of swimming is it dog paddle yeah i think it's dog paddle <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know getting your feet Definitely. wet Okay, so so Krista, you know, aside from amazing craft beer, amazing wine, uh, family, your work, uh, it seems like you do a lot of stuff with with natural hair. So let's let's take a step back. I know your daughter; she's you said she's fourteen months. So let's take a step back to let's say a year or no, it would technically be more than a year ago, but two years ago when or when you first went natural. What was your natural hair process then before having the before having your daughter and, you know, uh, taking on motherhood? Um, well, I was like transitioning or it was like more so after I picked trough. Actually, just tell us the I actually I want to hear your hair story before having um, having your daughter. OK, yeah. So pretty much like my natural I became like fully natural December, 2015, but I used to have relaxers in my hair from the age of 11 until 26. So, you know, about like 15, 16, 17 years or so. My hair was very different from when you're an 11 year old compared to when I was like a 26, 27. 
um, year old. It's just that my mom didn't know how to take care of like my natural hair at all because even though she wears her hair natural um, for years, like forever she has, as long mm-hmm. as I, you know, been living, um, our hair textures were just completely different. <laughs> so she had like no idea, like her, pro- like the products she thought would go, like just did not go with my hair. Plus back then they didn't really have the products that they do now or teachings right. of how to like take care of your natural hair. So it was like my own decision to um, get a relaxer in the first place because I was just like, oh, I'm just tired of my hair being frizzy, being this and that and whatnot. So my mom gave me my first relaxer and then I started going to the salon every couple of months to get a relaxer and whatnot. I stopped relaxing because one, I was, I was pretty much like, I'm going to get pregnant one day mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to have to stop relaxing in general. But I also, also after watching that Good Hair movie, I think I watched it back in 2009, I was kind of like, hmm, maybe I should stop relaxing, but I still was. But like when I, once I got married, um, after I got married, um, I just decided like, no, like this is the last relaxer like, right before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm done with it. I'm going to transition somehow. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I started like just like not blowing out my hair anymore, just kind of letting it air dry. And it was like curly at the roots, but then stick straight at the ends. And I don't know, I look like a hot mess. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. (laughs) Like, I was trying to do, like, two-strand twists with, like, flexi rods. Um, And then I started to gradually cut. cut. I did, like, a mini chop, so I cut a lot of hair, but it wasn't enough to be a big chop. I even had my husband help me cut my hair, like, cut the kitchen part. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) he, like, cut more than I would. I was like, wait a minute, you're cutting more than me. And he's like, he's like, oh, I thought that's what you wanted. So <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, thanks. But I didn't think that he was going to cut that much. Right. You're getting and a little then, too like, crazy. You're getting crazy back yeah, then. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got a little, he got a little scissor happy. <laughs> mm, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. And then I finally, like myself, this one day I was just home alone got the scissors i'm like i'm tired of this transition like curly straight i think this is annoying i just want to embrace my natural hair let me just get the scissors and start cutting so then started cutting and i cut off a lot and my hair was so short and i did like a twist out and i called my husband i said i just cut off all my hair he's like you did what (laughs) (laughs) he's like are you okay (laughs) I would think he'd be uh, very supportive. He, you know, with him being so scissor happy, I'm surprised he wasn't upset that you know you asked him to, you didn't ask him to cut it for you. <laughs> right? He was just like, okay, if that's like what makes you happy. It makes me happy. That's um, great. I, like also when I did the big chop, I was kind of going through a lot, like career wise. You know, finishing my master's degree. Um, not being where I wanted to be, I just felt like cutting my hair was like a fresh, a fresh 
start in mm-hmm. a way and um, just getting rid of like negative feelings. And, you know, in a previous conversation on this podcast, we talked about that and how um, hair, how we correlate hair with our emotions and, and things of that nature. And and that was something that uh, it was my three other women and myself. We discussed how a lot of us women will cut our hair off when we want to start fresh or start something new. Um, you know, it's just a way of just like how you said, getting rid of maybe negativity or just getting rid of what we may see as the old us and you know, jumping into the new us. Um, so yeah, that I, I think that's very, uh, you know, common and, and wouldn't be surprised if, you know, most women, especially African-American women go through that maybe once in our lifetime. But you mentioned earlier, so one, it sounds like your natural hair journey, you know, you, you decided to stop the relaxers, you started transitioning. And then that one day of just, okay, I'm tired of it. You cut it all off. And then you started doing the twist outs and the flexi rods and then your hair started growing out amazingly. <laughs> and and <laughs> and we live happily ever after the end. No, but it, it sounded like you you went through the uh, a, a natural hair process. I mean, of course, for you, but, you know, the ones that, you know, we slowly get into it and then we start to see the amazingness come out of it. Uh, but you mentioned earlier that you stopped or decided to stop perming your hair because you knew at some point in time you wanted to get pregnant. Is there a, like a a a requirement that while pregnant you can't relax your hair? Uh, is that a thing? I believe I heard it was. Um, I heard from like another friend who relaxed her hair that her doctor told her to stop relaxing her hair because doctors even tell you that you shouldn't dye your hair right. and um, relaxers I feel like are worse than dye because relaxers go directly on your scalp and um, and also like they're been li- linking relaxers to like uterine fibroids and stuff so it's like you know reproductiveness I mean like my scalp will burn when I would have a relaxer I'm assuming that's going through my bloodstream and whatnot so I assume, like, if you can't dye your hair um, while you're pregnant, then you really, I mean, people do, people still do, Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't really relax your hair. I, like, equated it to that. Right. So just to (laughs) Um, make it clear, we're we're not 100% sure if you shouldn't relax your hair if that's something that doctors state, but we do know that dyeing your hair is, um, you know, something that doctors say you shouldn't do. So it, it, it would make sense that, you know, you shouldn't relax your hair while pregnant. It, I, I definitely understand how you're able to correlate those two together. Right. So that was like pretty much like one of like the top reasons was that was that I was going to have to make that decision eventually. Anyway, like nine, like being nine months relaxer free, and even after you have the baby, I think even after when you're breastfeeding, I don't think that it's still. I don't think no, it's still okay true. to to do relaxers in general. So then I was just like, well, I want to see what my natural hair looks like and if I can take care of it and manage it anyway. And also I want to be like a good role model for like my kids, my daughter. I wanted to like try to be authentic as much as I could be. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> and that's, to, yeah. That's, that's understandable. And, and um, I'm happy that you came to that, to that, to that thought. So while you were pregnant, how, how did you manage your hair for nine months with a baby growing within you? 
well, I felt like my hair was growing a lot when I was pregnant. And um, in the beginning, it wasn't because I never experienced morning sickness. Like, my pregnancy went really well. Like, I don't have, like, I can't complain mm-hmm. <laughs> whatsoever during my whole pregnancy, just towards the end, like, when, when I was, like, around 32 weeks or so. Um, that's when I started to get really tired with, like, raising my arms, washing my hair, the belly in the way, and <laughs> getting out of breath easily of detangling i did a lot of like wash and goes mm-hmm. um when i when i was pregnant i mean because i was pregnant from like june of 2017 to like march of 2018 so it was like the summer ish time and then mm-hmm. i think i only did like one or two twist outs i didn't really do anything extravagant with my hair because i also was I don't know. I just did a lot of wash and goes. I think I had like a lot on my mind because I just, I also um, started working as a behavior specialist consultant with the jobs that I have now. So I was mm-hmm. just trying to get acclimated with that. And I work for like two different companies. So trying to like balance the two and it's a lot of paperwork. So um it's a, it's a lot of stuff that I have to do, which I kind of left my hair at the back burner, even when I was like pregnant, but, um, I pretty, and I did also get like a diva cut towards, um, the end of my pregnancy, like in February. So that definitely helped with like getting like a trim or, or some sort of, or a shape to like decrease the tangles. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely towards the end, I was getting a little, tired of washing my hair and it was just getting tangled i felt it growing because it was getting like tangled so much more easily <laughs> right so your hair because is growing hormones. wait what did you, what'd you say i said because of those pregnancy hormones <laughs> right so not only is your hair growing like crazy but you got a new job you have a baby growing in your belly or for the child safe term in your belly. Um, and and so it just sounds like it was intense. I mean, <laughs> just being natural minus, you know, a child uh, pregnancy, all of that on my end, I'm, you know, sometimes I'm just like, I think I'll wash it tomorrow. <laughs> so that's, right. it's, it's crazy <laughs> to hear that you had to balance out all of that. So if you were to get, um, you know, pregnant again, would you do anything differently? Would you style your hair differently than, than the wash and goes and, and possibly getting a diva cut at the end? Uh, I think like the second time around, because I think I would have like the other challenges of having like a two year old or three year old already or mm-hmm. four year old running around. So I think I, I don't know. Like, that's the thing that's, it's kind of hard to say because it's it's going to be completely different because I already have another kid. Whereas, like, when you're pregnant, you don't have any other responsibility yet. Like, you still have that freedom of choice. The only freedom I didn't have when I was pregnant was that I couldn't drink. <laughs> like, I had the freedom to do anything else, have a lot of time to do stuff. I was just, like, more tired because of being pregnant or experienced more headaches. But I think the second time around it might be difficult to say like what would I do I feel like I would want to wear like a wig or maybe cut my hair off shorter honestly 
Because I feel like I'll be going crazy. And me and my husband talk about this all the time. I feel like if we were to have another kid, like, right now, which we're not ready to have another kid right now, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would lose my mind. (laughs) Between, like, my hair, my job, and... um, Baby number one. Yeah, right. Um, Because, like, like... like pretty much now she is on like a good schedule like sleep schedule so she is already asleep now so i usually wash my hair around like this time around nighttime or if it's in the day like my husband has to watch her um since she's so active now like before when she was like a newborn like when she was like little like napped more mm-hmm. i was able to get away with washing my hair in the shower and having her in the bassinet right by the bathroom but it just all depends on like when we would want to have a second kid. Like if I had the second kid, um, would like my kid be in like kindergarten or preschool or like trying to figure out those logistics of time. But I feel like I would either cut my hair shorter to make it more manageable or do braids. Definitely probably do braids for maybe a couple months or a wig, but my husband doesn't like wigs. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like you're conflicted because I would see a lot of, uh, you know, the first thing yeah. I'm thinking after hearing your experience with 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 baby number one, um, definitely some type of protective style, because I could I, if I have troubles washing my hair on a regular basis now, you know, add a couple of pounds to that. Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go sit on the couch. And um, I'll just put this nice little bonnet on and we'll just see what happens tomorrow. (laughs) It may be in my favor. It may not. So we'll see. But I, you know, I definitely agree. I would probably, um, you know, I can definitely see braids or or a protective style coming into play there. Um, So, you know, we discussed how you would style your hair uh, or how you styled your hair before you know, baby number one or, uh, you know, your current daughter came into the picture, but has, has it gotten better? You know, are you able to have that flexibility now to do your hair and go back to being creative with your hairstyles now that your daughter is a little bit older? Yeah, def- I definitely um, have like, have put a lot more time into doing my hair. I just had to come to terms like with my Self in general, because I kind of put my self care and my hair at the back burner because returning back to work made me develop like work, working mom skill, extreme working mom skill. I shouldn't do anything, but when I come home, I should just be with my daughter, um, hold her, hug her, and whatnot. Like, and at the time when I went back to work, I would just, because she was only like eight weeks old, nine weeks old. Um, she was still like napping a couple times a day and I was still so exhausted. I would pretty much when I would come home from work, take her up to bed with me. We would go to bed mm-hmm. super early, like seven o'clock, six thirty, six o'clock at night because I was exhausted and didn't bother a thing to do um, with, with, with my hair um, in the beginning. Um, Now it's easier because I put in a mindset where it's like, you know, if I put in effort for my self-care, I feel good about myself. I can post stuff 
on my hand transplantation is like what products I try, what I, what I, um, how I apply them and whatnot, and share with people those products. And um, it definitely does help that my husband um, does take, does like you know watch her for a couple hours if I'm doing it in the day. Or if I have enough energy at night, I'll do it. Like, after I put her to bed, then I'll do it kind of as, like, a spa mom-type night. Like, I had to tell myself in my head that I need to do this for me in order for me to be a sane mother. Right. And <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. You must be telling us the good stories. Going to sleep at 6.30 and 7 o'clock p.m., um, typically when I hear about the first year after, uh, of, you know, of being a mother and a father, it's, uh, you know, maybe an hour of sleep each week. So, <laughs> oh no, oh no, 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 no. That, yeah, that was in the way beginning. Like when we first brought her home from the hospital, no, we didn't get any sleep. No, we had to sleep with the lights on because she actually would be wide awake at night. Um, yeah, so, yeah, when we brought her home from the hospital, yeah, I did not even, like, do my hair. I had, like, a bonnet over my head or a scarf on my head, and I probably, yeah, didn't really detangle my hair during the newborn phase. Like, the first couple weeks, three, two months, I didn't barely look in the mirror. <laughs> wow, so not not just Honestly. do your hair, but look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> or like just detangle well because I didn't want to look in the mirror because I was like oh my god I'm still so fat and this like you know mm-hmm. a lot of like body images like a lot of goes through your head after you have your baby you have like all these postpartum hormones going through you um I mean with me I had like a lot of postpartum blues so mm-hmm. I was just kind of depressed in general after I had her um because like certain stuff wasn't working out like I planned it to work out because I said oh I'm gonna breastfeed for six months but then we had a lot of complications with that so Mm -hmm. then um, I think that was probably part of like not me taking care of my hair because I didn't feel good about myself like I didn't feel as confident as a mom like when we brought her home and that's just like the honest, like blunt truth uh, that nobody really talks about the difficulties and the challenges of, um, you definitely put a lot of stuff on the back burner. So the the hair was the first thing mm-hmm. on the, uh, on the back, on the back burner, because my focus was all just on feeding my baby and making sure she was, you know, gaining weight properly and, and um, making sure that I ate <laughs> right. because you do forget to eat and also try to sleep when the baby sleeps pretty much. But yeah, at night she would be wide awake. She would want the lights on and everything. So we had to sleep with like our lamps on for like a month or two because wow. <laughs> she would just be wide awake just looking at me. But she would sleep all during the day. But at night I would just cry with the night came. I was like, I don't want it to be nighttime because I knew every night was just awful Mm. Um, because she would just not want to fall asleep. Yeah, I thought she forget. I, you know, as the months go on, I'm like, I like forget that that happened until 
um, so so someone like brings it up because no oh, wonder so let people me try to not. <laughs> that's the mind <laughs> trying to to push back some of those memories. So let me try to not bring them up. Then let me <laughs> let me let me subdue them. But the the last question I have uh, about that time phrase is, um, you know, I completely understand. Um, I, I cannot relate because I do not have a child, but I I, I can understand the fact that that period can be a bit depressing, especially how you um, kind of shared with us what was taking place. Uh, but, you know, I'm wondering, you know, you mentioned you basically just put a scarf on your hair and just decided to say, hey, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, would that have been the right time to get those protective styles and to start getting braids and just letting your hair be so you wouldn't have to really worry about it? I think it would have been better to get it before the baby was born, like mm-hmm. a week before. I mean, you can't always like time those things out because, I mean, my child came a week early. Well, she came on her original due date <laughs> because they changed her due date. But I would definitely recommend getting it like a week or two weeks before your expected due date. Um, I would definitely, I w- would not be able to tolerate braids. Um, like getting my hair braided, like after the baby is born, like the first week or two. Now I would, I would just try to get a wig or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I mean, I mean, like in the beginning, you don't really care about what you look like. Like right. I was pretty much like, to be honest, I was like topless the whole, like the first <laughs> two or three weeks. Sorry, TMI. But yeah, no, like that's the truth. You don't, you barely have clothes on, and then like I'd be like, oh, there's visitors want to come I'm like I'm, I'm gonna have to pay. yeah because my boobs hurt they're like leaking they're achy I almost had the stasis so um like it like you don't you, I I pretty much did not want to have clothes on like you like so if I didn't want to have clothes on I'm not gonna care about what <laughs> my hair look like yeah because you're like a cave woman honestly that I sounds was. like me in my apartment by myself <laughs> <laughs> that is but that's interesting your people would come to see the baby and you're like what do you want <laughs> throwing a bottle yeah. at the door <laughs> but, yeah like you know it's like so, oh it was like so and i was like do they have to come over like i like some people love visitors i hated visitors <laughs> i honestly hated visitors i'm like really I was like, maybe you can come back in like three months. Like, I just didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> three months? <laughs> three yeah, months. I, I really, I'm like one of those type of people that doesn't care to be bothered. I don't know. I thought I would lo- love to have visitors, but I absolutely did not like it because the fact that I didn't want to put on a shirt because it was painful to like mm-hmm. wear clothes at times. Like, it was painful to have a bra on sorry for the man on the channel but yeah it was just like it was just painful just to wear like anything so yeah it was just so that's why like with hair it just like it it was like the last thing on my mind like oh no I forgot what to take like you know I don't even remember how often I even washed my hair I probably honestly probably rinsed my hair with water and then detangle, then just stopped right out. You just put the <laughs> scarf on and the bonnet. You know, it is what it is. You know, this is yeah. just something to reflect on. <laughs> but um, no, I, I mean, hey, you just pushed a, a baby out of you. So, you know, you get to set the terms that uh, 
you want to set for yourself, you know, kudos to you. Um, but <laughs> right. But, All those other people are lying, <laughs> you know, like Meghan Markle, like stepping out in her white dress and her hair all straight and everything. She's not speaking the real truth. Two, yeah. day, two days after labor, I look like I got beat up. And <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've always wondered a lot of like celebrities. I mean, that's just their image. So they're going to do it. But I I look at the mothers and I'm like, man, they look pretty, you know, uh, five weeks later, you know, their body is back to, you know, how they looked when they were 17. I'm like, man, what? I don't even look like that. It makes me start questioning myself. But that's you you have a very good point. Like what we view as a, um, you know, what happens after you have a baby versus actuality um so that's a good point because you know a lot of uh celebrities especially you know the women they'll have their their hair looking so amazing makeup well actually typically i would see them you know with that nice um afterbirth glow uh i guess you'll call it but yeah they always just look so nice and it's like you know it, it puts this image of what a mother should look like after having a baby and that's not the case that's what a mother a million. Oh no, there's no after. Looks like I didn't have no afterglow. I have a puffy glow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> puffed out like my face. I was so like puffy. <laughs> hey, and, and you know the thing is, is we talk about it, but this is like this is normal. That's this is the normal, the the normal stage of you know afterbirth. You know, it's what we see that is the, uh, the the fictional idea of what you know afterbirth should look like which hey you know it is what it is but um going going back into it do you after you know being 14 months in after having your daughter do you feel a little bit more comfortable now with your hair care do you think it's improved it sounds like it has it has um i'm just dealing with some dryness Constantly, mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, I also dyed my hair back in November because I needed a mommy makeover. So nice, I nice. wanted to dye my hair for the first time, like completely, like my whole head. So I went to the salon and got it done in November. I am dealing with like delayed postpartum hair breakage mm-hmm. a lot, like especially around my edges. Like my baby hair is all breaking off. So the baby like, came and took the baby hairs. So that that's what it sounds like. Yes. You deal with a lot of shredding. Like a lot of like hair. I mean, just like, yeah, it's like my edges are just like, I'm getting like growing in new baby hair because like my baby hair is like pretty much all gone. And a lot of women do go like bald headed around their edges. Like I'm not quite there yet with the baldness, mm-hmm. but like like when I use like just like my edges are just like sticking up because they have broken off mm. somehow. <laughs> you, should, you should look into uh, PRP. That's one of the recent hair growing natural processes that I just learned about. Um, you know where you're literally PRP. using. Let's let's see if I can define that scientific term uh, correctly. But in in my from my perspective, it's you're using your own blood in order to um, grow your your hair back. But definitely look into it because I cannot give you the official scientific definition. Um, 
but that's Amani's definition for you. <laughs> oh, oh, I never heard of anything like that. <laughs> oh, it's it's one of the podcast episodes, so uh, I'll, I'll send it to you so you'll get some uh, idea from a, a dermatologist of what PRP is and, and that whole process. But that's just a little tangent to kind of combat the, the hair loss that you're experiencing. Gotcha. Okay, so it's... So now nowadays, how what does your wash day look like now is, you know, I'm assuming your is your daughter walking uh, now? Yeah, she's almost there. Like um, she doesn't feel completely confident walking by herself, but she is waddling a little. She can walk with her walker, but not completely independent with walking on her own. But she does move a lot, like crawl a lot and get into stuff. So, (laughs) okay, so. How does how does your wash day look like today? You know, do you have any tips for mothers out there that are trying to figure out when to wash their hair while also watching a, a newborn um, or toddler? Do you have any tips for wash day hair care? Um, definitely, like once you know what the routine is going to be, um, and if you're home by yourself. Um, I mean, usually I don't really try to wash my hair when I'm home by myself because sometimes my husband could be gone at times. I would say either washing your hair before the baby wakes up early in the morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> very early, because um, my daughter wakes up around 7, but she can wake up before then. She'll wake up at like 5, 4. She's like very inconsistent because she lost her binky. And then once you find it, the then binky. she wants to go with me. Yeah, then she wants to come with me. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, I would say either like early in the morning before they wake up or at night after they go to bed, after they go to sleep um, are the best times if you're by yourself or, you know, your husband or if you have another child. I do find that some of my other friends who they have other kids, they have like their other kid watch their baby. So which makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. on them. But like what my wash day looks like now, I've been trying different methods. So I've been trying to do, get into like the pre-poos, like pre-pooing my hair before I wash my hair really helps with detangling my hair. So I've been experiencing with like different oils. So I do like olive oil or coconut oil with like a conditioner, the pre-poo. And it definitely cuts my wash time in half. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely gets like my washing done quicker because it just melts away the tangles. And I, I usually do it about like once a week, and um, and then I follow up with like a shampoo, conditioner, and then like a deep conditioner. Um, I'm getting lazy with my deep conditioning though. <laughs> I like keep it in my hair for five minutes and then like take it out because I didn't want to do the whole. Oh, get out the shower, sit under like your hooded dryer for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, I don't got time for that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I just want it to be done and over with. But I am trying to get better with my deep conditioning treatments. But I did find like some products that you can do like an overnight mask. So maybe I might get more into that. And then I've been doing like a lot of wash and goes again. And then I'm also been doing twist out so I usually do like a leave-in oil and cream I've been doing and then with like a gel 
mm, okay. has been so, yeah, working. I mean, no, I definitely understand. I, I don't typically do a whole day of washing my hair. Because, um, you know, sometimes we'll take wash day as actually 24 hours of actually doing your hair. My my wash yeah, day is just the day much. that I do my hair. And typically it's maybe two to three hours, you know, for both washing and styling. So I'm all about minimizing, you know, <laughs> washing my hair as much as I can. Um, but that, you know, we talked a lot about how you've maintained your hair um, prior to having your daughter while pregnant and even after um, uh, delivering your your daughter. So let's let's talk about how how do you plan or how have you been maintaining, you know, caring for your daughter's hair and your hair simultaneously? Well, her hair, she still has that baby hair and her hair is constantly changing now. Like her hair starting to curl up more. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get a lot more curlier, and um, all she really needs in her hair right now is just like coconut oil, um, just very basic stuff. Like I, I also wash her hair only once a week because her hair gets dry very easily and moisture gets taken out of her hair. Her hair is also right now very different from my hair. It's she has like a fine texture, mm-hmm. um, and I also was thinking about getting her her first. Trim. I was going to take her somewhere to get a trim because some of her hair is like curly and some of it's like straight. It's like from her like newborn, like it's like newborn dead baby hair that just doesn't curl because when she was first born, her hair didn't curl. It was like straight um, and then started getting curlier as the weeks went on. But I was thinking about getting her a trim to make her curls pop more. <laughs> like a diva baby cut out. <laughs> Get a diva cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a baby diva cut. You would definitely um go viral <laughs> um, <laughs> with a baby diva cut. Uh no, I understand your perspective. I don't know. You know, typically, I don't know. I feel like if I had a child, just let them just do their thing, you know? <laughs> like, yep, that's them. Yeah. That's their hair. It's like all like uneven. I don't know. It's like all uneven on certain sides. And some, some of her hair is like straight. Like, I mean, who's judging straight. the baby's hair? <laughs> you know, and if they are, we need to talk. Me, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, and it's all about preference. Um, you know, if. <laughs> If you want to get her a baby diva cut, you know, by all means, I've never seen that before. But hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll see a video on your Instagram, so I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, typically with a little, with the baby, especially at 14 months, I just, I wouldn't even wreck, I wouldn't even notice it. At least from my perspective, I wouldn't even notice it. Um, but okay, so it sounds like her hair care is pretty simple. But you did mention that she does have a different hair texture from you. So this is kind of reminding me with, uh, you know, it's, it's similar to your your childhood story with your with your mother having a different hair texture um, than you. So are, you know, are you taking those steps to learn how to care for a different hair texture since your daughter has that? Or, you know, are you trying to do something different than what your mother um, did with you uh, when you were growing up? I, I'm like trying to like, yeah, I'm like trying to figure out ways to take care of her hair because of course, like your hair does change like every seven years or so. So, mm-hmm. I mean, her hair just keeps evolving. It's like so different. Um, her hair is very similar to like my mom's 
texture. It's like a fine texture. So I'm trying to take what she does. I mean, I don't really put that much in her hair. I mean, I did get like a sample from a natural hair company that had all natural hair ingredients. I did put that in her hair one time and did moisturize her curls. So, um, I, I've been also trying to be on the lookout for like natural baby curly hair products, but it doesn't seem like there's like a whole lot for babies. There's like stuff for kids, but I guess kids is like, I mean, she's like a toddler kid kind of now, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I guess I can start looking more into her products, um, catered to her, but I'm just not sure which products will be good for her hair yet. I don't know. She just kind of battles with like a little bit of dryness after I shampoo it. But when I put coconut oil in her hair, it's like fine. So mm -hmm. then I just let it kind of be right now because she doesn't need like a whole, she doesn't need like the lock method. Or right, right. No, right. Right now. But she does get her curls a little frizzy. Well, because I mean, cause she's like a toddler and like, you know, she rubs her ha hair on stuff and just doing her it thing. up. So, Right, just yeah, so, being a baby. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so that's why it's like, don't put too much effort into it. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, so is that a, a struggle that you're dealing with is, you know, I, I know that, you know, Shea Moisture and I think there, there's a couple of companies that they have hair care products for kids, but it, it never is specific on the age group. It typically just says kids and it doesn't, you know, say ages you know, one to two or uh, however it may be. So is that a struggle that you're finding is trusting whether or not these products are, um, you know, good for a, a child of your age or of your age, <laughs> your, the, the child of your, your daughter's age? Yeah, like I'm trying to say, like, because I don't want it to hurt her eyes and it's for her skin in general. So right. I'm finding it pretty hard. There's like a very few baby um, products, but yeah, it doesn't say like what age it should like stop. You know, that if I, when I should transition to like kids products. So that's what gets has me confused because they always say like, oh, babies don't need a lot, or you don't need to bathe babies a whole lot either because of like their skin is fragile and this and that and whatnot. So. Um, so yeah, I I get I get like a little confused on which products to buy for her. Right, and I've even to be honest, I've looked at some of the kids' products. Like, man, can I use this stuff? Because it's a, sometimes it's a little cheaper. And I'm just gonna be honest. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> I mean, what's the right. real difference? It has a different label, but it may be a little smaller. But can I use this? So you know, you're absolutely right, and I can understand that struggle because. You know, even if you have a kid or not a kid, but it's not like they've already passed the toddler age and they're in the kid age. You know, when do you know to start using regular products versus kids products? You know, is it once they turn a teen or once they get into the double digits? Um, there really is no specific um, instructions on that. And at least from the products I've seen in the, the beauty uh, supply stores, it's it doesn't indicate whether or not you should use it at this age or use it at this or at that age. So it is a bit confusing. <laughs> like what, what do I use and, right. and how long do I use it? 
um, what is a kid to you? What are those age groups? So, yeah, there's um, but you know we're we're fairly early with with the natural. I don't want to say early with the natural hair products, but you know it. This isn't something that's been here for like years, except for Carol's daughters that her products have been here for 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 a couple of years. Um, but for the most part, you know, especially when we're looking at hair care products uh, for the natural hair community, it's not. I would say it's not as developed as as other products. So there's some ways to go. And hopefully they're listening to this podcast as they should be um, and taking <laughs> some of this feedback and then realizing that they should sponsor Naturally Lit as well. So <laughs> I know you're listening right. out there. Um, okay. But uh, one thing I, I also want to, to ask you is, um, how is, is your husband... Uh, you know, taking, is your husband active in taking care of your daughter's hair? Is, is, you know, I mean, he may not be as interested, but has he tried and has he been successful with, with taking care of her hair? Probably the most he does is put a bow in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> like put her, put a headband on and, um, try, I mean, we're, it's like very opposite. Cause like, you know, my husband, he, He's white, and so our child is mixed background. So he, you know, kind of like combs out the curls, and mm, the kids out of the family kind of like combs out the curls. It's like, no, no, you scrunch the curls. So we have like different things on how to take curly, take care of curly hair because his hair isn't my husband's hair isn't curly um, at all. So he doesn't really know how to take care of curly hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. At all, so he doesn't really. I mean, he'll wash her hair, um, or rinse it, rinse it out. But the most he does right now is like put like a like a headband on, which is like easy to do, or shampoo her hair at times. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I did tell him like 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 I do want him to like you know learn how to do her hair. He's like, well, as long as she doesn't have as many products as you. <laughs> 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 that was like the first thing he said when he found out it was a girl. He's like, "Oh well, hopefully she doesn't, you know, take up the whole linen closet with all her <laughs> hair products." <laughs> so, as your as your daughter starts to grow up, how do you plan to, you know, work with uh, the different perspectives? You know, as you mentioned, um, you know, your husband is white, and you know, I'm assuming his uh, his family is white as well, and they're 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 taking out the curls, but you're uh, curling the hair. So how do you, you know, have you thought about kind of how to deal with that as your daughter is growing up and, um, you know, how how she's planning to, you know, take care of her hair? Um, you know, have you had any conversations around that or any thoughts on how to work with that in your family? Uh, we haven't had, like, in particular with hair, we haven't had that, I guess, that, conver- that conversation yet because we don't know what her curls are going to be- become. Like, I would definitely, I think we had the conversations that I would definitely want to deter her from wanting to have a relaxer, or wanting to straighten her hair and, and whatnot, just to try to be like everyone else. We, have, we definitely want her to embrace her, like, natural um, curls 
and whatnot. Like, I mean, my husband's mother mother has somewhat of a curl to her hair. It's like a curl wave, mm-hmm. but she like um, blows out her hair a lot more and um, doesn't wear her hair curly or wavy um, all the time. Like she kind of like mashes her hair. I, her hair down so yeah i do um how because i think we we both on both sides we don't have very different methods on how to take care of her of her hair especially since like she is showing that she's going to be a naturally curly (laughs) right curly haired girl so yeah i i feel like there's gonna be definitely a lot of debates about it and and what products should be used and how it should be because um you know i think my mother-in-law might go a little crazy because she doesn't have a daughter she has three boys and um always wanted a girl and this is like the first girl in the family so she might yeah she might be trying to braid up her hair or French braid. I don't even know how the French braid. So she might try to do that. But, um, but yeah, I feel like I would know more, know more what to do with her, with her curly hair. I don't think that my daughter's hair would be able to do a twist out. Cause I'd be trying to do a twist out her hair, but it's just too fine. <laughs> right right. Now. It's like a fine texture. And, and yeah, I, think- I Mm-hmm. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was just thinking like um because that's that's really big in in how we're teaching, you know, our our youth uh growing up how to manage their hair regardless of how, you know, the texture or the curl pattern or whatever it may be, but just how to embrace their own hair growing up at least until they get to an age you know, to determine whether or not, you know, they want to continue styling their hair how it is naturally or want to move away from, um, you know, to a different style, which that is perfectly fine. They have that right to do so. Uh, But yeah, but I was just wondering if there were, if you had any, have put any thought into how you're going to raise your daughter, um, you know, if you want to give her autonomy at the age of five, or if you're going to style her hair until she gets to an age of, of understanding um, of when to, you know, start making those decisions uh, for her hair and how she wants to style it. Uh, oh, definitely. I mean, from, I feel like my mom styled my hair up to, I think until I was like eight, nine, ten. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering, but I definitely want to help like style her hair up to a certain point. Cause I think like it's natural for like moms to style their kids hair. Like mm-hmm. definitely they're still styling their hair when they're five when they're six when they're seven, um, eight or nine. I'm not, I'm trying to remember if I, when I started doing my own hair, um, and just and I think just showing her that the fact that I'm wearing my hair natural, and I think like as the years go on, I think more and more people are going to be accepting their natural hair. So hopefully, she's surrounded by other people that are accepting of that, and 
and that deter her away. I mean, ultimately, it's up to her own decision. But I think, like now, the future is, is to be is to try to be your authentic self, especially with your hair. So I don't know. I feel like I'll be trying to style her hair as long as she lets me <laughs> until she gets grounded. Right, and. No, I think we're embracing natural hair today now, and I think she's growing up in the right time period where she'll be around um, the thoughts of, you know, it's okay to wear your hair how it grows naturally. Um, and and I understand your perspective. I think I have a different perspective, but then again, I'm not a mother. Um, you know, I, I think I would want my children to... Um, you know, I'll style their hair and help them. But I think the best way to embrace your own hair is specifically for you to start owning it. And, and that includes styling and taking care of it as well. So if if they can style it, you know, with their creative minds and do certain things with their natural hair, which we can, we can, our hair is literally a, a canvas. Um, you know, I think that that will engage them to really love and embrace it and continue to wear it as it is moving forward or to make that decision of changing it how they would like to. But Kristen, this was an amazing conversation. I love the fact that you gave so much insight on, uh, you know, hair care uh, during pregnancy, hair care post, uh, what would it, would it be post birth or post pregnancy? Postpartum. Postpartum. There we go. I, I need to go yeah. and read some science, Scientific articles or something. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for providing so much insight. Um, again, can you share your Instagram and social media accounts so people people can go ahead and follow you and learn about a great craft beer and wine? Um, it was K Naturals. What was it again, Kristen? Please share. Yep, it's K Natural Curls. K Natural. So curls. I have. Yeah, it's like natural hair, kind of like some natural hair mom stuff and wine and craft beer and just like different products that I review and and whatnot. So I definitely like to support like um, black owned businesses and natural hair black owned businesses. So I've been trying a lot of like sample type stuff and giving reviews and posting about it as well. Perfect. And also reviews on craft beer. Right. <laughs> Which that is the important part of uh, <laughs> of K Natural Curls. Um, but right. Kristen, thank you again. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on this show and providing your personal insight and, and really being very transparent with us as well. Um, but with that said, uh, you have an amazing day and night. And to everyone listening, uh, thank you and have a good one. Peace. Great. Thank you for having us. Of course. <laughs>